Welcome to Red Rank Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. I'm very happy to present an interview I did the other day with my good friend, Only Des. Um, she plays DVD with me almost every single day. We play together on stream quite a bit. We had a really fascinating talk. We talked about her early days of gaming on the Super Nintendo. We talked about playing Gears of War on the Xbox 360 and... Uh, the path that led her to playing Dead by Daylight. Des's uh, pronouns are she, her, and uh, I really hope you enjoy the interview. And as always, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn Radio. Uh, on Spotify, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a star rating. It helps me with that almighty algorithm, puts us to the top of the Dead by Daylight podcast category. Thanks very much, and enjoy my conversation with only Des. All right, welcome in to the next interview in my interview series where I talk to Dead by Daylight content creators and I'm really, really excited to bring you a very unique perspective. We're here with only Des. Uh, pronouns are she, her. Des, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. How are you, Crow? <laughs> I'm doing really well. So if anybody's unaware, if you're listening, uh, Des and me are actually really close. We play Dead by Daylight together pretty much every single day. Um, during my lunch break, I'll I'll jump on and Des will like just join my lobby. <laughs> and so, or we'll just like exchange a couple messages and be like, yo, let's let's get a couple games in during lunch. And uh we play some games and we get really, really salty and we're like, man, that sucked. <laughs> but we still play this game that we love. So thanks for thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So you, you play on Xbox, right? Yeah. So um, I have an Xbox One. It's a previous generation. It does the job. Um, I originally mm -hmm. started playing Dead by Daylight uh, on my Nintendo Switch Lite, which that is okay. an experience in itself. Um, mm -hmm. And then I made the move to Xbox because I'm familiar with Xbox. So <laughs> yeah. So what when you started playing games, like let's go back to like Little Deaths. What, what games did you first start playing? Like were you... And what consoles and, and whatnot? The Super Nintendo. The very first game that nice. I played was Mario Paint. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> what was your experience with that? Like, did you get it for your birthday or like you go to a friend's house to play? Uh... Um, it was it was a birthday gift when I was like four, maybe five. And okay. uh, my parents got me a plethora of games and Mario Paint just stuck out with me. And then it ended up to Super Mario World. And then we went to Final Fantasy, then Mortal Kombat. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome what was your favorite game on the super nest um definitely mortal kombat definitely yeah? mortal kombat <laughs> how cool is that because you could be like yo i can play mortal kombat at home and i don't have to go through like all these quarters exactly <laughs> it was an investment at the time <laughs> it really was um so did you like your early days of gaming like on the super nintendo uh, for me it was a very social thing like i'd go to my friend's house and play or they come to my place and play and then we'd bring our controllers and sometimes we'd bring like our console because they had another tv and stuff like did you have any experience with doing stuff like that well growing up i was a very uh i was very <clears throat> i wouldn't say necessarily a loner but like i was i like to keep to myself a lot so i the gaming and like my super nintendo was definitely like my best friend 
fun growing up. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. It was, yeah, it was, I grew up with two brothers and um, for us, we were just always fighting over whatever console we had hooked up to the TV and uh, definitely um, can appreciate like just how much that like, and it keeps you busy too, right? Like it keeps you Mm -hmm. busy in your free time and gives you stuff to do, stuff to look forward to. Exactly. Um, Like when your homework's done, when you're a kid and you're just like, yeah, I can do, if I finish all my math homework, (laughs) I can play an hour of Super Mario. Heck yeah. (laughs) Did you have like an after school snack, like a go-to, like pizza pumps or? Definitely old school Dunkaroos. The new ones, they just don't look the same. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. I haven't had those in years. I'll have to uh, I'll have to get get a couple packs and weigh in. Yeah, for me it was uh, pizza pops and like whatever console we had hooked up on our our TV in the in our bedroom and and I was set. Uh, oh, and Saved by the Bell too. I'd watch Saved by the Bell after school. And um, some people listening might be like, "What's that?" <laughs> I I know what it is. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Right on. Um. I wanted it. I wonder if you could talk to me a little bit about this because you said you were like a little bit anxious growing up and stuff. How does that kind of affect you even right now? Because I know that jumping on a podcast and talking to me and having like millions of people listening. Um, how does that, how do you process that? Well, how I process it is that there's, there's two different sides of me. There is the extremely shy introverted desk, and then there's the extroverted, like almost performance artist desk. And that's, uh, how I'm able to get onto Twitch when I do go onto Twitch. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, It's basically putting on a performance and I'm able to separate the social anxiety that I have to the, what's the word, uh, to the performance that I want to give. Because like every actor, every musician, like every artist in general has this sense of anxiety before they put their voice or their projects out into the world. So Mm -hmm. it's a a strength that uh, comes with, you know, being a online presence and being... Mm -hmm. uh, just putting yourself out there in general yeah i imagine you must have gotten a lot of experience with that because you you have a background as a dj right so that obviously puts you in like does that put you in social situations uh well the djing is is more so just like a yeah the djing is more so like a closeted hobby like i collect Mm -hmm. music like pokemon cards that's the best Mm -hmm. analogy for it um a lot of my trained extrovert behavior is because Mm -hmm. uh through junior high and high school i was in acting classes acting competitions and so that's what i put forth out into my content let's go through like the history of your gaming like you started out with super nintendo um and eventually graduated to online gaming do you remember what game you first played online or any of the, the games you played online to start with? I would have to be the Gears of War series for the Xbox 360. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I can't remember. Did the, Was there like voice chat in that one? Were people being toxic in the voice chat? As, as with any online gaming community, there's always going to be that toxic pocket. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And there was a lot of uh, toxicity projected towards me, especially when my teammates or the opposing uh, team that we were going against found out that I was a girl. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is sadly the gaming uh, industry or the gaming community is still pretty sexist to this day. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And um, I wonder if like, because that, that's something to this day, we had to talk about something that we watched yesterday and don't mm-hmm. have to go into like the full details. But women's existence in gaming is a crime for some really gross males out there. And uh, mm-hmm. 
and I and our friend Bunny actually mentioned like when she's in Dead by Daylight games, when people realize that she's on Xbox, they send her a party invite and then they just get really rude with her in the voice chat. And mm-hmm. you said you've experienced, experienced that too, right? That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? Like, what do they do and how do you deal with that? Um, well, there's definitely a lot of remarks, if, you know, regarding, you know, like my gender, like I'm a girl, I can't be good at video games, I can't be red ranks. It's like I'm boosted, mm-hmm. I'm carried by my teammates. And at play, back, back in the day, like, it used to bother me, but now not so much because it's obviously I'm bringing something to the table that whoever is sending me the message doesn't have. And so, you know, mm-hmm. just block, ignore, move on. Yeah, I think that's probably the best approach. And I used to engage with those people in like uh, Call of Duty lobbies. So I'd be like, they'd be like, hey, the Crow Show, you're you're gay and you suck this and that. And I'm like, Oh, are you, are you like wanting to date me or something? I'd throw it right back at them. I'm like, what city are you in? Like, uh, you know, if you want to hang out sometime, just ask. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, you, you throw that kind of energy back like at that. And people are just like, Oh, like, oh, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know where to go from here. Yeah. It would really throw them off, but it's a, it's a shame that to this day, it's still a thing. And mm-hmm. I hope we can make strides towards eliminating that. But uh, I, if the pessimist in me thinks it'll always be there. But mm-hmm. I just don't know what we can do other than just completely, you know, call it out when we see it and, exactly. and move on, like you said. Like the best way to go about it is to be optimistic, but also manage your expectations. Mm-hmm. So you played Gears of War online. Did you play any other games on the Xbox on- online? Um, Honestly, no. Um, Gears yeah. of War was literally all that I played all through, like my oh, no high school days. Yeah, I played through one, yeah. two, three, uh, and uh, the team that I was with, we had like the highest kill to death ratio, and it was me also being silent as well because it's like people if people are going to find out that a girl is getting is handing their ass to them on uh mm-hmm. on the game, then they're gonna get pretty salty. So it was kind of yeah. like that like secret trophy being like, yes, I got them. <laughs> That's crazy. And like like uh, think about like the privilege that that like cis males come from because like myself, I I never had to hide my identity as a male and never had to like hold back. Um, that's something I've I, like it, hearing you tell these stories. I'm just thinking like, my gosh, I can't imagine having that be like my first experience with online gaming and still be here, still gaming online and still dealing with that kind of bs it's, it's brutal it's just us us gamers we're built different we have different skin than the rest and so we just you know take the words move on as i said earlier and you know just go about like gg easy next game you know <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> and, and i always say that to people I've, I've said it before like in these podcasts and on my stream and stuff like people will say anything to try to get under your skin and for me they'll they'll say stuff about my age my my race my sexuality um it whatever they can try to find but i don't know them like i have no idea who they are so why would i give them that kind of power to affect me i think that more people should take that approach Mm -hmm. so with um with dead by daylight how'd you get into it because you said you started on the on the switch 
Switch Lite? Uh, that's when I started playing Dead by Daylight, quote unquote, full time. Uh, mm-hmm. My first experience was, I believe, in 2019 on the PlayStation 4. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, Crow, I hated everything about the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I hated the queue times. Um, I yeah. didn't understand the overall mechanics. I was really confused. I was scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I vowed, like, I'm like I'm never going to touch this game again. It's just like, sure, the characters look cool. but And I decided for... Uh, in last of May, on May 2020, I was like, I'm going to get a Switch Lite because, like, you know, I'm always on the go and it's just something cool. And I saw that Dead by Daylight was on the store. And I'm just like, I said to myself, I wasn't going to do this. I said to myself, I wasn't going to do this. And lo mm-hmm. and behold, I, Dead by Daylight is life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it really is, isn't it? Uh, what what keeps you coming back, would you say? Uh, honestly, the community, the people that I do associate myself with and the content that Dead by Daylight releases like keeps you intrigued. Like definitely for next like next month, for example, one of my favorite mm-hmm. horror franchises is coming, The Ring. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm interested to see how Dead by Daylight is going to portray Samara as a killer in the game and the mm-hmm. overall game mechanics of that. Yeah, I hope it's scary. I I want to. I don't get scared often, but like the, sometimes the stealth killers get me. But I'm really excited for that chapter. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned the communities you're involved with. Do you want to give anybody a shout out? Any of the any of the homies you want to talk about? And and I'm gonna put you on the spot. Of course, who keeps you going in the community? Who keeps me going? Righteous Voyage keeps me going in the Dead by Daylight community. The Crow Show keeps me going (laughs) in the community. Uh, It's just like there's Irie, there's Yikes, there's just there's so many people I could shout out. We just sit here for an hour with me shouting out people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've played a couple games with y'all in in Righteous's community, and everybody's so cool Mm -hmm. and like really Mm -hmm. good at the game. Definitely and, uh, like Irie's commentary too when he's getting chased by the killer. It's just... Oh yeah. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Exactly. Highly recommend. Would would play again. 10 out of 10 experience. Yes. Um, what's it now you said you're into horror movies, right? Like, do you remember mm-hmm. any early favorites you had growing up? Like, was there any that was like constantly in your VHS player, your DVD player? Uh well, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street when I was six. Um, Mm -hmm. that, that was, that was terrifying. I think I still have nightmares (laughs) to this day. Um, I guess you can guess who my least favorite killer is due to my childhood. Oh yeah. Yeah. Freddy. Uh, Yeah. But, um, the fascination with horror definitely came in like my later years, like when I was Mm -hmm. a teenager. And that's also, uh, when I wanted to get into special effects makeup and I took that in college. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's, but to, to, to pinpoint, I mean, I can't, I can't really give you a yeah answer on that one. Oh, that's, that's fine. Yeah. I, I watched a, growing up, I watched like pretty much like I had an auntie and uncle who had every movie and it like out there, they had them all like illegally recorded because they had like two VHS players and they'd record on one of them and uh, they would show us everything. Nightmare on Elm Ooh. Street and Halloween and um, Friday the 13th. And I was very embarrassed in my later years because I had a weird kind of um, loyalty to Friday the 13th, thinking that Jason was the original slasher, but it was Halloween actually be- 
came before Friday the 13th. And Mm -hmm. Friday the 13th was kind of a reaction to Halloween going like, okay, well, let's take that slasher template and put it in a camp, a campground Mm. (laughs) and uh, (laughs) not not the the suburbs of America. But uh, I always thought like, oh, I'm not I'm not watching the Halloween movies because they're just a rip off of Friday the 13th. But uh, later years, I would I would learn I was so wrong in that assessment. But yeah, yeah. Halloween, Halloween walked so next generations of horror movies could run. Exactly. Yeah. And I actually rewatch Halloween like pretty, pretty regularly. And uh, the original is so incredible. Like, I just love that that shot. I can't remember if it's Lori, but she's like standing there and you see uh, Myers right behind her. But it in the shooting of that shot, it was just somebody like holding the mask up like in the shadows. and. Mm -hmm. Oh, I get chills every time I watch that movie. It's so good. Um, the cinematography of the movies uh, from decades ago are definitely like where it's at. Mm-hmm. It's like there's nothing that can top the original, like practical special effects, the lighting, because we didn't have the technology back then to shoot the movies, and so you had to get creative. So, was, oh yeah, yeah, shoestring budget, and exactly. couldn't really do a lot of stuff in, in post, as they say. So. Did, did you ever see the movie It Follows? No. Okay. Okay. Well, that's something I, I'll have to fix for you. It's 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 very much like a nod to um, like 70s horror films. Um, basically, what happens is um, there's just a, a thing out there that's always following one person and they're going to kill them when they get to them, right? Now, the, the way to get rid of that thing that's following them is to have sex with somebody else and pass it off to somebody else. So once they do that, then it follows the the person they just hooked up with. And whoa, whoa, uh, whoa Crow, what kind of movie are you trying to get me to watch here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, come on over, let's watch it follow. <laughs> Turn the lights down, light some candles. Um, no, it's 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 so good though. Like I, I forgot the filmmaker's name, uh, but he did a fantastic job and it, it's got a lot of nods to like Halloween, of course. It's kind of the the timeline is it's deliberately vague. Like mm. it, it looks like it's kind of in the seventies, eighties era, but they also have modern things. Like there's one girl who has like this, this like smartphone that makes no sense. Like you'd have to see it to believe it, but there's a lot of really interesting concepts going on there. And I think that it's a, it's just a very smart horror film because it it's dealing with, you know, that stage in your life when you're getting more mature and making more adult decisions and regretting some decisions, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't want to give away too much of it, but it's scary. I, I watched it in a theater and um, there's one sequence in particular as it was unfolding because I'd seen it already. I really just wanted to go see it again. As it was unfolding, I, I was like looking around the theater. I don't know if you ever do this or anybody listening ever does this. I was like looking around and there was a guy like a couple rows in front of me. He had like his face in his hands and he was like kind of crouched down, like not looking at the screen. He was so scared. And I was like, I've been there, man. Like, I've been there. I understand you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So that's a good idea for a movie night on like Discord or something. Mm-hmm. Did you see the trailer for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. Okay. So I, there's <laughs> there's a yeah, there's a Netflix um 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre is coming out. I think it's later this month. So I'm definitely um, a tree intrigued, although I'm like managing my expectations because it's just mm-hmm. the recycled concept of horror movies. It's that in itself is not really appealing to me, but mm-hmm. just as respect to the original movies, I have to go and see it and see how it pays its respects to the original. Like Scream, for yeah. example. I'm really mm-hmm. excited to go see Scream. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I'm I might wait for it to come to like on demand so it could mm-hmm. just watch it at home. Um, but yeah, they um, yeah, horror films they're 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 interesting because like they always have something to say. Some of some of them don't. Some of them are just straight up. You know, here's a bunch of kids. We'll murder them throughout the whole show. Blood, um, guts, gore, hooray! Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's all we need. Uh, but I, I do appreciate the really smart smart ones. Um, are you into zombie films at all? No. No, really? <laughs> what? None of the zombie films. <laughs> Just Any a, reason just, why? A same, it's the same thing with vampires. It's just an oversaturated concept. Like by no means mm-hmm. am I like a movie snob when it comes to vampires or zombies. I mean, as long as the vampires don't sparkle, I'm totally mm-hmm. okay. I'll give it a chance. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Fair enough. So I yeah. guess it really all depends on like the the storyline of the vampires or the zombies mm-hmm. uh, being taken place. It's just oh, it's like how is this like how is the storyline going to be different from every other zombie or vampire movie that I've seen? Yeah. I I got a list I can send you because I've seen some really cool stuff. Uh, there was this I think it was um, Australian zombie film where they uh, they did a really interesting thing I've never seen before, and I was like, "Holy shit, that blew me away!" And that's that's what excites me about horror films. It's like opening a pack of cards and you don't know what you're gonna get. Like you're you're exactly. gonna get some duds or you're gonna get a shiny one like that that uh, zombie film I saw. Um, so like in terms of like for for Dead by Daylight. Um, do you have a favorite licensed killer that you either like to play as or, or go against? It's not a trick question. No, <laughs> just as we're on the topic of like horror films and such. Mm-hmm. Um, so who do we have? We've got like Freddy, we've got Ghostface, Bubba, uh, Pinhead. Pyramid Head. Pyramid Freddy. Head, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we all, as we established earlier, uh, I dislike Freddy with every mm-hmm. part of my being. Yeah. Um, I, I like all of them. Uh, yeah. To be perfectly honest, it's just a matter of the play style of them that I don't necessarily like. I would have to say that uh, Michael would have to be my least favorite, especially mm-hmm. if, you know, if they've got uh, Haribo and Tombstone. It's okay. just within like snap of the fingers, matches over. Yeah. Uh, my favorite killer to run out of the license would actually be Pyramid Head. Uh, I'm oh, not cool. that good at doing it. But mm-hmm. I always like, like to challenge myself in the game. Mm-hmm. And also that pyramid head booty is thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they nerfed it, right? Because it used to be pretty thick when he first came out, I think. <laughs> what? I thought they buffed it. Oh, my heart is broken. Yeah, I think I think it was thicker and like more prevalent. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, uninstall. <laughs> uninstall. <laughs> exactly. That's the, the funny thing when <laughs> I'm going to go into some really dangerous territory here. Um, controversial. You know, dangerous? No, no, not not controversial. Just like suggestive, I guess you could say. Like, um, I don't know if you were in the stream at the time last night, but the names in this game, because people on, on Steam can change their names, right? They'll be like Hex, mm-hmm. like Hex, yeah, like you, you, you eat my booty. You learned a very valuable, uh, I, I learned some I learned, very valuable information that night. I learned I a there. valuable <laughs> one. Okay, so we'll we'll leave a little bit of mystery, but um, the the name was what was it, Mori? No, uh, it was murder my, my, th- I think murder it was murder my, my rusty. 
<laughs> murder my thrussy and i was like what is that and megan like we won't answer it here but megan typed it out in the chat she's like i hated typing that out <laughs> so I, I felt how dirty she felt when she uh typed that in chat and i was like you poor soul megan you're listening to this you you are still a hero for typing that in chat <laughs> yeah. the names are so ridiculous but uh, i think that's what i that's one of the things that really co- keeps me coming back to dead by daylight it's just the community mm-hmm. <laughs> um and of course we all love and hate each other like we we do see like some good moments and we do see some mm-hmm. like do you do you have any moments that, while you're playing like in the past that kind of stick out was there any i'm not fishing for anything but i was just like yeah was there mm-hmm. any funny names or you ever have you gone against any big streamers before uh-huh. I personally have not, but uh, my friend, another shout out here, Shadow Terry, uh, went against Elix and she said that that match uh, changed their life. <laughs> it oh, was a scary wicked. doctor match. Yeah. Oh, um, no way. I haven't gone myself gone against any any big streamers and the streamers that I do uh, go up against uh, I will go in after they're streaming live and mm-hmm. I will be like GG's like I was the Nia and it's just like mm-hmm. you know trying to share the love because there's yeah. a lot of us streamers out there that at the end game chat people will come in and just hate on us and oh yeah so my my goal within the Dead by Daylight community is literally to like spread as much as love and appreciation to literally everybody yeah that's a good approach more people need to be like you i i try to do that but you know me i get sometimes i go off the deep end yeah kind of nasty (laughs) um you mentioned nia why don't you talk about nia why why you chose nia and like what keeps you playing as a nia main well, this is going to sound super vain, but I look like Nia, uh, style yeah. and everything. I just I'm not mm-hmm. Swedish. I, I'm just Ukrainian. So it makes for an, <laughs> yeah. it makes for an immersive experience for me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think I've commented on that multiple times, but like especially in your your recent fit, I'm just like, that is exactly you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's so perfect. Like she's got the long hair and just, yeah, it's amazing. Um what, do you have a favorite Nia cosmetic? Uh, my favorite Nia cosmetic is that tacky uh, orange or tacky yellow bob, uh, mm-hmm. the Harajuku graffiti shirt, and then the uh, neon shorts with the, I think it's a leg brace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely <laughs> my favorite fit overall. Um, and it's also, it also makes for good cosplays. We want to troll our friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one time I, <laughs> one time I, I wore Des's fit for nia uh, i went to the store and like got all the components and i changed my name to des's in-game name and i I joined our friend pickle soup's game while he was streaming i just joined the lobby and i was doing des things like i was running up to him and like nodding like that's one of the like one of the biggest des things you can do like des will just run up to you and like nod and i was doing all that running around and just being silly and um it wasn't until like the end of the game he realized it, it wasn't you that was that was pretty fun mm-hmm. yeah that was <laughs> that was when pickle questioned existence <laughs> at that yeah. moment yeah we can't oh, forget amazing. about the end game chat uh the second time that you did that and we confused his entire stream <laughs> oh what happened to the second i don't remember uh so well, Pickle had, while Pickle was streaming, he had his uh, chat box closed and <clears throat> you were saying stuff and he never, he never has it open. Oh, and right. Yeah. 
And in the, you said you were like you were just talking, you were just talking mad crap in the end game chat, and he that's when he looked, and it, everybody in his chat, like Peach Pickle, uh, yeah. everybody was confused. Like, wait, Des got a PC? <laughs> like yeah. PC and Xbox to talk to PC? And it's just like, and meanwhile, I'm just like, hey, what's up? Like, I just got out of the shower. Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I did the exact same thing in a, in the end game chat. I was like, "GG easy, like easy loops," and mm-hmm. and um, Pickle didn't notice right away. And P- I think it was Peach who was like, yeah, Peach noticed, "Why is yeah. Des talking in the chat? Like, <laughs> she's got an Xbox. You can't talk in the uh, the end game chat." Do you do you ever get sad that you can't read the end game chat, or is that something you you don't care for? Honest, I, I really I really don't care. I just have the mm-hmm. mentality of uh, it's like, all right, check my scores, check my points. It's just like, what perks did everybody have? How did the perks work for that person? Mm-hmm. All right, move on. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the game might be a little bit more tolerable if they removed it for from like the the steam thing and I had a good talk with dino about that we're like what if they just removed it and it wasn't a thing anymore like mm-hmm. it's one know. of the upsides of being a console player is uh <laughs> not having to just see the attacks like right away or not so much the attacks but the salt being poured all over the end game because at the end of the day it is just a game and i mm-hmm. feel that a lot of people uh don't have that mentality that you know it's just a game <laughs> yeah oh exactly and i i know for a fact that i i say those words and yet i'm guilty of having that mentality of like the <laughs> esports mentality oh, especially yeah. when i'm playing with you too yeah and it's like we get the full esports mode we have expectations of everybody and it's just like if oh, it yeah. doesn't go our way like <laughs> but yeah yeah that's the thing like you you always talk about how the things that drive us crazy are the things we like the most at, when the tables are flipped right Mm -hmm. like when we're getting snowballed that really sucks but if we're playing killer at the time we don't really think about it we're just playing killer and just having a good old time exactly how do you um how do you manage your sort of happiness while playing this game do you do you have any techniques or do you just take it game by game uh i take it game by game uh it's it's I can't control how other people play. I can only really control how I can play. And, you know, sometimes I can be my downfall because I can be, a, I'm a very altruistic person and I'll like save mm-hmm. you to like, I will sacrifice myself for my teammates. Yeah. Um, and people are like killers. Killers got to kill, whether it be whether they're tunneling, whether they're camping, whether, you know, they're slugging, they're all valid game tactics, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And it's there's no reason to get worked up over it. Once again, I say this and I do get worked up over it, but this is just the mentality I'm trying to maintain. Yeah. It's people are going to play how they're how they're going to play. And yeah. just, we, we can't control that. That's true. I know. I was going to ask you the loaded question. I ask everybody this. Do you think this is a killer sided game or survivor sided game? Is there an answer <laughs> for that? <laughs> Um, um, <laughs> now this is the point in the interview where I get nervous because of the controversial <laughs> backstory to this. <laughs> it, it could be, it could be survivor side. It could be killer sided. Like the grass yeah. is always greener on the other side. And it's just, yeah. it's your play style makes it that side of the fence. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you have a solid swift, yeah, the game's going to be, it's going to be survivor sided. If you have a killer that has 4,000 plus hours and they know what they're doing, yeah, it's going to mm-hmm. be killer sided game. So like yeah. it, it, it's a uh, it's it's it's, uh, it's uh, I'm on it, I'm on the fence. <laughs> yeah, it it's 
it's it's kind of a trick question because it it depends on how you're playing like as you mm-hmm. said like if you're in a four person swift like all coordinated with like your prove thyself your dead hearts your your um unbreakable adrenaline unbreakable your, your borrowed time and boon circle of healing and shadow step like combining the same like seven maybe eight perks between four people and like being on comms yeah you're gonna have a bit of an edge Mm. most of the time but if you're like me and you we when we're playing together it's not quite solo queue but we do we are at the mercy of the two random teammates we get Mm -hmm. and more often than not we get really silly teammates who (laughs) don't know how to hold m1 in a generator um Mm. so it's it's a real challenge because when we have these conversations like i'm talking in broad strokes like these conversations in the community at large like we're having these conversations but we're not having the same conversation right like Mm -hmm. and especially when you take into into account how many hours we've played i think you've got like what is it like 4k or something like that maybe more uh, between my uh, Nintendo and my Xbox, I am currently just shy of 4K hours. Okay. <laughs> and by no yeah. means does that mean I'm a god at the game. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, You're underselling yourself. You're a god. <laughs> oh, well, thank um, you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I And myself, I've got, I just passed 2,300 hours. So the two, between the two of us, yeah, we've got 6K hours, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the random teammates we, we get. Maybe between the two of them, they have maybe a few hundred at best. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of funny because I remember when I was um, in my younger days of gaming, my friend in- invited me to play Halo 3 with him and his friends. And they were really competitive. They were really good at the game. And so we played a couple games together and they were yelling at me. One buddy, one of my my best, one of my best friends, he's like, he's like, Crow, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I was like, oh, what? And he was just like, you got to support us here. And he's doing all these call outs and stuff. And um, I took a whatever sticky grenade, whatever it was. I was like, fuck you, dude. And I threw it at him and it stuck to him. He, he blew up. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I turned off my Xbox and I never played Halo ever again after that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, maybe it's a good thing we don't have voice comms in game because uh that would probably happen a lot i'd probably honestly i'd probably discourage a lot of people (laughs) you and you and me both (laughs) yeah yeah um now when you do get upset like me and you know me we we both get upset sometimes we're like okay fuck this game we're out like what are some things that cause that when you're playing uh playing the game for consecutive <laughs> hours at a time and because you have this expectation of where your matches are going to go based off like the average and if it doesn't go your way yeah you're going to get a little bit tilted mm-hmm. and when you start getting onto the losing streak from like whatever <laughs> means just because of the mercy of your teammates uh how the killer is playing that's not in your control as i said earlier um but when i get to the i know when i get myself to that point of okay i'm getting like genuinely frustrated i'm not getting any wins i'm not even like getting a gen done i just uh i don't disconnect mm, <laughs> what i do never is, <laughs> 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 um i just you know wait out the match and 
just turn my game off for a little bit, you know, like collect myself, remind myself. It's just I am mm. not an esports player. I am a yeah. casual gamer <laughs> and have kind of have that mantra. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's me too. And I, I it's funny because like sometimes I feel like memeing, sometimes I feel like being an esports athlete. Sometimes I'm like, yo, I gotta get some TikTok content, gotta gotta exactly. crank that stuff out there. <laughs> And on the topic, you you've been in some of my TikToks where we've had some really funny moments. Like um, there was that one where you busted me self caring. Um, that was pretty funny, right? Are you uh, using self care? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So a little bit of backstory: I was playing with Claudette, and I was doing kind of a Claudette build. I had what was it, botany, self care, like dead hard, and something else? Ah, uh, you had. Uh, I remember this. I did. Yeah. <laughs> It was uh, self-care, botany knowledge, fixated, and I be- yeah, you, I believe you had dead hard. Yeah, that's right. So you and me, we were on one side of the map, the killers, and the other side of the map, and we're both injured. So I was like, hey, well, let's get reset. And you're like, okay. And then I'm like, yo, let me heal you first. And then I tapped my heal button. Then I started self-caring, and I was like, oh, oh, shit. She knows I have self-care. So you're like, do you have self-care? <laughs> I, so I don't funny. think my voice is like hit a decibel that high in shock playing <laughs> Dead by Daylight. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. It was a great moment. So I just, I hit my uh, record button because I've got a um, yeah button on my stream deck where I can record like the last 60 seconds of what we were just doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a perfect little moment because uh, I didn't tell you going into the round I, I was using self-care. <laughs> Yeah, there was there was honestly a level of betrayal because we always, you know, have a briefing of what our perks are, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. I'm just sitting there, just like, oh, he has a really tacky but cute Claudette. It's just like, okay, he's probably going to run his usual build. Don't yeah. just get blindsided by you playing the guitar by the rocks. Like, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's how it's done. I think I know the answer to this, but do you do you have a favorite kind of perk? Like, do you have a comfort perk that you're like, this is in all my builds. This is my favorite build kind of thing. Uh, well, I do have the the death meta, um, but I don't. Depending on who I'm playing with, I don't run the meta because mm-hmm. if I've if I'm in like solid comms, for example, with with righteous, with Irie, with Vinny, with you, um, I don't feel the need to run the meta. So therefore, I mm-hmm. can you know play around with perks. Yeah. So and uh, right now, my favorite perk uh, is flashbang. Oh, I think cool. I'll always be my like favorite because that's really the only time that i could ever get flash flashbang like flash light saves mm-hmm. is with flashbang if i actually remember when i taught you how to how to flashbang the you killer? did yeah i, was so I remember proud. that I was so proud. <laughs> it took a few tries but uh yeah i remember that that was shortly after that's the resident evil chapter right mm-hmm. flashbang it's uh, it's leon's is it yes. leon teachable yeah that's right oh my gosh that feels like it, ages ago I, rem- I remember it like it was yesterday it was it was against the michael myers a yamaoka you were zarina yeah i just... yeah I, I i think i made it a tiktok too and i was so like whoa i got it, uh, it <laughs> that's just super like, fun that's, crow is all grown up with his flashbangs <laughs> <laughs> that's right flashbangs good in like chases too because i've done moves where i vault through a window <laughs> that round a corner and i drop it and the killer just runs into it and they get blinded and there's there's fun little ways you can play with flashbang mm-hmm. i find it's a good uh 
not, I say good, but not always efficient way to counter enduring on a killer because oh. uh, you, with enduring, you don't usually find out till it's a little bit too late. Like me, for example, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I got the palace done. Let's dumb tech them. Yeah. Uh, however, um, I always end up getting yanked off the palette. Like you've oh. seen many disgraceful <laughs> times because I think, yeah. I think that I've got them. I think I've bamboozled them, but I've only bamboozled myself. But when mm-hmm. I, I've been more keen on noticing whether or not they have enduring and if i have flashbang i have that extra oomph to get out of there because a stun them throw and they're going to go through that palette so yeah more often than not i do get the blind allowing me to get away especially if i'm exhausted yeah oh that's a good call i need to try that Uh, i haven't used flashbang in a a hot minute but yeah changing your build is i think kind of a when you're playing survivor or even killer i think it's kind of essential because like if you get stuck in like yo i'm gonna run like dead hard unbreakable decisive strike like prove thyself every single game like it just mm-hmm. you you set yourself up for that like esports mentality right where mm-hmm. whereas if you're like yo i got a really cool flashbang save and that just like if there's a there's like if there's like a jar of happiness and playing dbd that'll fill it up faster than any decisive strike that you hit for the 50th time on the day or you know the the mm-hmm. dead hard to a pallet which is just boring like there's no satisfaction out of that but yeah that, i think that's a survival thing in trying to keep happy while playing dead by daylight exactly and if you have the same routine of like the same perks like the same meta it's like you're that's how you're gonna get <clears throat> bored of the game and so mm-hmm. putting on different perks figuring out their synchronicities and how they can work for not only yourself but like if you're in like a swift and how they can they all synchronize together it makes that what makes the challenge that's what keeps me coming back is to mm-hmm. experiment with like the different perks to seeing what i can get away with seeing what's going to inevitably get me you know put on the hook and probably face camped so, but <laughs> yeah. it's 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 every game there's something to take away from that experience so that's how i also i maintain myself as well it's like okay what did i do wrong how yeah. can i improve on this how can i improve on this loop etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. that's a good point i like that um <laughs> changing gears a little bit in terms of like dead by daylight content creation do you have any like youtubers or twitch streamers that you really enjoy giving your time to like is there do you have any routines of people you you like to watch uh, consume? Every, every uh every monday and saturday i watch you uh mm-hmm. every tuesday wednesday and thursday i watch the man the legend righteous voyage himself yeah and those 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 two are like the main DVD streamers that I will just uh, sit and enjoy. There's so as there's so many that I can name off of that will mm-hmm. be here. We'll be here all night. But those of you who are listening and you know it's me, you know I love you and I love mm-hmm. watching your content as well. Yeah. You know, you you um showed me that that spook and jukes thing that was going on with the blight. Mm-hmm. Like put him in a corner and so he wanted to keep Spook and Jukes hostage in a corner where he couldn't get couldn't escape and both went AFK. Did you see that it went on for two hours? Yeah, I, I was there for that because I was just so I was in, I was intrigued by that. I'm just like, OK, so how is this going to go? And I just love how what Spook did is just like, all right, OK, cool. So um, we're just going to put the PlayStation over here and start up on Steam. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to give him the satisfaction of a DC. I'm just like that. That That is respectable. <laughs> and what's cool about that is he actually put his PlayStation footage on his he kept it on his stream so you could mm-hmm. see it. You could watch it like I went through his VOD and yeah, for two straight hours it was spook and jukes not moving the blight 
light not moving. Um, I bring it up because I, I actually had something similar happen to me a couple of nights ago when I was playing solo queue. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the last survivor left. I opened a random chest. I, I got a purple key and I was like, oh, cool. I might be able to get a hatch. And so I'm walking around. It was Ormond and um, I heard the hatch and Blight was standing on top of it. And I was like, oh, well, I, I guess I can't, can't get the hatch. So I kind of walked around so I wouldn't get the birds. A few minutes goes by. He's just standing there. 10 minutes goes by. He's just standing there. And so I went and fixed the last generator. And then he finally left the hatch and he couldn't find me. And uh, I got through with the key and I was like, ha ha, you're mad. You suck. <laughs> I was being really rude. And he's like, I was going to give you a hatch. I'm like, yeah, sure you were, buddy. <laughs> it's like, Do you remember the standoff that Pickle had with Azreen? I believe it was on Crotus Prime for hatch. And they were there for like a solid like half hour on the hatch. And Pickle's just like, all right, well, I'm going to go make a sandwich and come back. <laughs> Zarina's still there. <laughs> I don't it's, remember that, but was uh, that during the was that during the time when you could grab people, or was it a similar thing? Um, it was it was I want it was a few months ago. It was a few mm-hmm. months ago, and uh, he was doing oh, okay. his killer rounds. Yeah. yeah, he literally went to go get a sandwich. Comes back, the Zarina's still there. I'm just like, I admire this commitment. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird like it's it's funny to me because like i always sit back and kind of judge people being like oh you're so sweaty oh you're such a jerk and like i've definitely been that jerk before (laughs) oh yeah yeah Got You gotta it's, sweat. You gotta sweat for the four K. You know. Gotta you gotta sweat, mm-hmm. slug, all that stuff. But um, that's that's interesting. I the game within the game, like when you know that one of your teammates isn't doing anything, it's funny. Like when the tables turn, right? When you're like, okay, well, I just need to outlast this person. You know, and there's mm-hmm. two or three people left. Still five gens left, and it's that's one thing that we don't talk about enough. I think in the community, it's just the funny little games within the game where you're like, okay. I just got to get this this thing killed before me and I'll be happy. But it's like end of the day, it's like the game ends and that that's it. Like there's you get nothing for that. You don't even think about it after it's done. And mm-hmm. yeah, it can be a pretty funny game. Next question. <laughs> so content creation, you, you've done some streaming in the past, right? And you tell us hmm. about your experience with that. Um. Well, I originally got into like Twitch uh, to watch music more so than anything and that's it's actually twitch that got me into wanting to play dead by daylight because i would okay. see all of these content creators and i was just like hey well they make this game really fun i had a really bad experience but like maybe it's not that bad uh, so uh so that's when i was just like okay well you know these people are making it fun and just like it I, i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try this i'm probably gonna hate myself but i'm gonna try it but you know mm-hmm. I, I love myself i love the i love the game i have a we have a love-hate relationship with the game <laughs> yeah. and then i started i uh, started streaming it and then granted you know i'm a very very small fish in a very very big pond on twitch <laughs> And I don't stream that often. Uh, mm-hmm. I personally, I enjoy supporting other streamers and, you know, helping them network, helping them grow. And, you know, that's what that's what brings brings me happiness is that I don't need to go out there and, you know, stream. I do. And when I do, it's mm-hmm. a good time. Well, I don't always stream, but when I do, it's a good time. So come follow me at twitch.tv backslash only Heck yeah. Highly recommend. I've been there <laughs> for a couple of your streams and it's a really good time because I, here's a here's a cool thing that. Um, if you're listening, you maybe have got a sense of what Des is like as just a person in your community and as a friend, but Des has a really 
magnetic personality. And you find, I, I find that you and Megan are two examples of people who are really good at just like getting nested in a Twitch community and you're just there. And it, it, it feels like you've been there since day one kind of thing. And like, right. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate that about what, what you bring to, cause like what I do, you know, in a lot of ways you impact a lot of the content that I put out because like, we're always talking about builds where we're talking about stream schedules. We're talking about, should I play survivor? Should I play killer? And of course you're in pretty much all my games. So uh, as a result, you're in a lot of my clips and we've had some really cool moments. So yeah, I guess I'm just saying thank you for, <laughs> for being you. <laughs> uh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how to take that compliment, but it's just like, I'm really yeah. like, glad to be a part of your community and the communities mm -hmm. that I am a part of. Cause I have a lot of, people that I have met in the last year and a half that I do consider like my genuine best friends and yeah. I don't know where I would be without you guys yeah that, that's something that I think that like it's such an interesting thing because um you know you mentioned in the beginning you're kind of like introverted like a little little shy and uh, funny enough I'm the same way like I'm in this podcast I'm yapping I'm talking I'm streaming I'm talking to a number of people while I'm doing it but like I'm in the comfort of my own home I'm like it's just me here right like mm -hmm. I'm talking to people but like we have that barrier where that I can safety. be comfortable yeah, yeah. um but yeah if you ever wanted to make a run at the streaming thing I've told you before like I think I think it'd be fabulous and um we've seen examples of people who do a really good job of you know doing the console streaming and mm -hmm. um you know, our, our friend Erica, for example, she's on the PlayStation and only streams off her PlayStation and does really well. So mm -hmm. she is but, an absolute goddess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so what what's it going to take to get you to stream more often? <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> the major question of the night. Yeah. Um, honestly, what is going to take for me to stream more often? It's um, definitely the confidence factor. Uh, mm -hmm. I Granted, I do sound like a pretty confident person, and but there's always that, you know, internal anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. And also, a lot of my focus has been fo uh, towards uh, my my artwork. And so, so maybe, maybe I might do art streams in the future. I just got to get yeah. a proper setup. I just got to get a mm -hmm. proper setup. I think that's really the only thing that's holding me back. My overall confidence for consistency and having a proper setup to do so. Yeah. Yeah, because you showed me that, um, I, I'll just say that an art piece that you showed me, like I I, I mean, you know, some artists are a little bit, you know, like your artwork's very intimate, very personal to you, but you showed me a piece you were working on. And at first I was like, yo, where I was going to be like, yo, where'd you buy that? <laughs> but you're yeah. like, I did this. And I was like, wait, what? Like, that looks so good. I made it myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. Um, what do you want to talk about any of the, the art, like any pieces uh, that you work on that you like to create uh well i really like um i'm really like the the pencil the pens uh the sketchbooks um i'm a very i'm a very messy artist so to speak so like my art style doesn't really have uh, any rhythm or rhyme but you know it holds sentiment to me mm -hmm. um but back in the day i used to make synthetic dreadlocks um i also like right. to make um cosplay pieces like ears tails uh various other things and it's something that recently i've gotten the the drive to do so mm -hmm. it's 
uh, been it's been my main focus. As as you probably noticed, I haven't really been on uh, Dead by Daylight. I literally come on for like the lunch hour, a few games right. at night, and then it's my my Xbox is starting to get a little bit dusty. But you know, I'm doing what makes <laughs> me happy. Oh yeah. So. And that's like that's my main focus is because like mm-hmm. I don't want gaming to become a source of escapism mm-hmm. for me. But you know, yeah. it's it still does hold a very large part of my my little digital heart. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that for sure. Sounds like you at at the very least, it sounds like you should set up like an Etsy shop or something if you want to. Something to think about. <laughs> something I have been thinking about. Something yeah. I have been. So you have okay. I can see the gears turning. So yeah, let's. <laughs> Let's get it set up. We'll, uh, uh, I'll be your manager. <laughs> uh, we'll have a, we'll have another command in the, in the channel just being like, oh, <laughs> that's right. We do have some commands. I got to pull those up right now. Oh, what do no. we have? Oh no. <laughs> so I'm going to put Des on the spot real quick here. Oh, no. I'm pulling it up on my stream. So some of you, uh, if you're not familiar with Twitch culture, um, sometimes people say stuff in the Twitch chat. And uh, it sounds kind of funny. You're like, wait, what? You just said that? Um, but I, I speak fluent Des, so I, I'm, I usually know what Des is saying anyway. But we have three commands! Exclamation and for back Des. Contents, and for back contents, um, I decided it was a good idea to take autocorrect off of my phone because mm-hmm. I got a new phone. However, uh, the word prediction from transferring phones is still the same. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. uh, (laughs) Okay. So with that information, let's go over your commands in my channel. All right. Let's go. (laughs) If you type des exclamation des, it's des saying, I don't have BT, but I do have boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Great information. (laughs) But you were trying to say boons. Yes. Like boon circle of healing and shadow step. (laughs) Okay, let's let's check out Des Two. Um, how lingerie are we going for tonight? Again, oh no, <laughs> that's a, <laughs> another. I, I think maybe autocorrect was still on there. <laughs> um, sure, autocorrect might. We'll, sure, that's what we'll go for. We'll go with we'll go with autocorrect. Uh, and Des Three, the one that I was guess added yesterday. This was yeah, this was in yesterday's stream. I guess I am not good at the game. Because I have never hit DDs and it's capital D's, so it's like double D's. And I was like, "Yo, you haven't, you haven't hit double D's. <laughs> you haven't lived life yet." And this is so, supposed to be a family-friendly stream. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but what Des was trying to say is, I, I've never hit DS, decisive strike. But that's that's some again. That's some of the fun we have with this this Twitch thing, right? The community that we build, and um, yeah, we just have so much fun. And like the cool thing is, like we live in this tiny little universe together. Anybody around is also part of it too, right? Like our friend Megan is a is a really good jokester and is always posting memes and stuff. And um, <laughs> what did she say last night? She was like dead hard, more like dead at the top of this hay baler. <laughs> it's like oh my god, because uh, I think it was a David or Felix dead hearted and I waited it out and I killed them at the top of the hay baler. And it was just just silly. But one of the things I also like to talk about with people is just the connections you can make, not just through Twitch. uh, Well, I guess with a combination of Twitch and online gaming, like we can reach people like all over the world, right? Like um, you're a full province over from me Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, 
Erica as an example. Erica's in California. Our friend Megan is in New Zealand. And we can all like have these things that are our common interests. And mm-hmm. I, I love that. Do you do you have anybody where you're like, whoa, I met you and you're like in so-and-so country, province, whatever. Any unexpected <laughs> There's 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 quite a lot of people I can't really like pinpoint because literally mm-hmm. our our friend circle is literally all over the world. Yeah. But it's with this community, we you know, we do find those common interests. We find consistencies within our conversations due to those common interests. And it just, you know, it makes for, you know, the type of hangouts that you don't have to leave your house for, which is, you know, kind of nice for introverts like us. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. And during these these you know, this whole pandemic, it's kind of perfect, right? Because like, mm-hmm. if you can limit contact with people, it's, it's safer for everybody. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, my gosh, it, yeah, I'm just thinking out loud, like how nice it was to have conventions back in the day. And that's like a few years ago at this point. So I know oh, one day, uh, one day I'm, I'm optimistic, <laughs> but managing my expectations that all happen soon. Yeah. Another thing I like to ask people too, on this podcast, what do you consider toxic behavior in dead by daylight? Being a dirty Nia main. <laughs> yes, that right. <laughs> that's toxic behavior yes my, my whole presence in dead by daylight it's toxic it's like 2002 britney spears toxic so <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> i love that that's amazing like um, when it comes to toxicity i take mm-hmm. for example um you and i we teabag at the killers to get us to take aggro that's considered quote unquote mm-hmm. toxic you know getting yeah. flashlight leaves toxic and it just like makes mm-hmm. you kind of you know think like what isn't toxic in this game just existing <laughs> as a survivor or as a killer is toxic Man, yeah. so it's it's really it's a. Uh, I think that was a trick question it is be honest <laughs> it is a trick question yeah because like uh, I feel the same way it's like we installed the oh. game that's toxic <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly I, I've had a few conversations with Sergeant Fidget about this and he's like the word has lost all meaning at this point it's just mm-hmm. people saying like oh my gosh you fixed a generator that's to- right in my face that's so toxic it's like are survivors not supposed to do their objective like <laughs> well if that's toxic you and I both know that I am the queen of toxicity when it comes to that because like I'm committed to that gen like no matter what oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Do you remember that Bubba we ran into at Auto Haven with Tinkerer and you were playing Fang? You, um, I didn't know Tinker procked and uh, we weren't on voice comms at the time, but I was fixing a gen, you were fixing a gen. Somebody else ran along and I was like, oh, okay, somebody's there. And then you went to like a TNL wall and you were like, I looked at you looking through the window and you were like, kind of like crouching, like, hey, yeah, trying to get my attention. With my ears. Yeah. I was like, what's Des doing over there? And I turn around and there's Bubba like right on my face, revving his chainsaw. And I got so scared, but I, I, I got lucky I had sprint burst. So I was able to mm-hmm. sprint burst away. And um, I have a clip of that somewhere. I need to put it out there. But uh, mm-hmm. again, well, like that when, was another fun moment. I, well, like and when you and I play together uh, off comms, we do have this like <laughs> universal like language, uh, mm-hmm. whether it be like the nodding or if, you know, like I teabag really quick to like let you know that there's danger or if I'm nearby. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. you're on hook, like I'll teabag a little bit and you'll like wave your arms and it's just, yeah. you know, it's <clears throat> to let me know that it's safe. And then, yeah, it's just, it's all about, it's all about the synchronicity in the team. Like I, we have that <laughs> yeah. with comms, we have that without comms. Like, yeah, so <laughs> that's true. That's one thing I, that, again, another thing that people don't talk about a lot is like how much we can do with those emotes, the two emotes in game where you can point 
or you can motion, you know, go over here. So you can be like point to the gin. It's like, okay, yeah, let's do this gin. Or you yeah. like somebody is on a hook and I'm like, I'll point at the person on the hook and then you'll go or you'll do that and I'll go yeah. or, or whatever. So yeah, you're giving me all these ideas, <laughs> things we need to do. And like maybe YouTube or TikTok stuff we need mm-hmm. to put out there. Um, but we got to be from... careful because, you know, people might think that's toxic. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you pointed your finger. That's toxic. <laughs> now, when you're when you're playing the game, um, you, you've all you've already mentioned Bob. Oh, no, Freddy. You, you don't like mm-hmm. going against Freddy. Uh, are there any killers where you're like, yo, we got this person and I'm so excited to play against this killer? I, th- uh, I may have asked that already, but. Um, Pyramid Head, because um, yeah. uh, Blight, uh, un- unpopular opinion, because I know a lot of people hate that juicy ping pong man. Um, mm-hmm. I love running Blight. Am I good at it? No. Um, yeah. My favorite killer of all time to run would have to be Nemesis. Okay. So Nice. Yeah, the, uh, uh, <laughs> I was going to say the zombies, they can be really annoying but they can also be really funny too <laughs> mm-hmm. um well fun fact actually uh drop a little bit of knowledge on the podcast is a discordance mm-hmm. um it will get propped by an alert zombies towards you it's not just the killer oh now. no yeah. way okay i didn't know that <laughs> I that out last night actually oh that's hilarious so if the nemesis has discordance the zombie gets that information as well and will mm-hmm. pursue those people on the gen. Yeah. Do you ever That's... notice how if he's like, if they do have discordance, um, we don't like, I'll usually find that out till end game. But mm-hmm. when two people are a gen, you have Juanita and Tommy just like kind of like zoning in on you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you're so like, wait, now. you're like, oh my gosh, they're everywhere. They're on every gen, but it's exactly they're getting that info. That's hilarious. Yeah, I figured uh, on that one to- out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> on the topic of like the the meta of the game and like recent changes, um, what what do you think about? I don't know if you saw that Boil Over is getting nerfed now. Did you see that? Yes. Yeah. So just just <laughs> a recap for anybody listening. Uh, Boil Over in its current state: if a killer picks up a survivor and that survivor has Boil Over, they wiggle their their wiggle. What do they call it? The um, resistance is. The, the the resistance is 100% stronger than somebody without it. So it makes it harder to walk to a hook in a straight line. And also the wiggle progress, if the killer drops from great height, and a great height is like a very loose term in terms of dead by daylight, you can drop from half a flight of stairs and that's great height. If they drop from great height, the survivor gets 25% more wiggle progress so it makes it easier for them to wiggle off um but in today's news they mentioned that the you will only when the killer drops from great height they only get 33 percent of your current recovery progress so that's still a decent amount (laughs) yeah yeah and if the killer picks you up you're not really gonna i don't know because like but it does kind of fix the issue where people are like taking killers to like Ormond, for example, is or one RPD. of the worst maps. Or RPD. <laughs> um, but did you... I, I know we participated in the boil over experiment. How, how did you feel like doing the boil over thing? Did you feel kind of bad about it? Did you have fun? Like, what was your experience with that i definitely had mixed feelings because it was really fun to ex- like experiment with the perks however i 
did feel really bad because like as the killers are just trying to kill and like do their objective mm-hmm. and then you have us like swarming in uh like roaches <laughs> like trying to get the yeah. save yeah. um i could see the fun in the perk i can also see you know how it's gotten abused to the point where it's getting nerfed already yeah because you know it's like you there has to be balance although i do think mm-hmm. that uh behavior and the developers should you know <laughs> get it right the first time instead of you know nerfing yeah. buffing nerfing buffing because like how many perks out there that we have gotten nerfed have gotten buffed have gotten nerfed again and it's just like mm-hmm. make up your mind yeah that's true yeah and i, I think that I, i'm guilty of this i know a lot of us are in the community but a lot of us are just focused so much on like nerf this buff this and like um there there's so many other perks out there like so many even ones that are like they're they're meme perks uh meant just for joking around like diversion and boil over is now going to be a i think it is it has been a meme perk this whole time breakout kind of a meme perk and like it's it's a boil over and breakout you know yes there they can be uh perks worth of using (laughs) but like it's boil over in like the last week and a bit has like reached like full meme potential it's tired out Mm. like let's nerf it (laughs) (laughs) we've we've, we've had our fun survivor mains like it's it's Mm. it's time to find something else to abuse (laughs) yeah it's done you're done you're done um in the last dev Q&A, Patrick hinted, almost straight out stated that Borrowed Time is going to become base kit. What do you, what do you think of that if Borrowed Time becomes base kit? As someone who mostly does uh, solo queue, I definitely agree with this because mm-hmm. you aren't and the whole control factor of your environment, you're not going to be in control if you're going to get farmed off the hook. And it's, it doesn't really give you a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. So I do agree with it to some extent. Um, yeah. And it's uh, there are going to be some killer mains out there that are just going to be like have their heyday with it. But, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, I do think it would be an essential for, you know, the solo queue teammates just to give mm-hmm. them, you know, that sec. Uh, well, it's a whole what the whole bias of the perk is, is a second chance. Yeah, because there's a lot of the times where we get cucked because mm-hmm. of not only ourselves because we think that we're safe on hooking, but of with other teammates as well. And it was just like we're just all like trying to play the game. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. I had a funny moment last night. I don't know if you were there at the time, but I uh, I thought I had borrowed time, so I pulled somebody off hook right in front of the killer as they were closing in on him. And I positioned myself so I'd be safe, but I didn't have borrowed time. And the killer did whack that person. I was like, oh, no, like I'm that I'm that shit teammate. Like I'm that idiot. I'm everything that I hate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm everything that I hate. And um, I forgot who I talked to. It might have been Fidget. It might have been Kyle. But I I think that a lot of people just need to think about the things that you do wrong as well. Because we love Mm. to believe that we're all perfect. But uh, as long as you're able to be honest with yourself and be like, okay, I shouldn't have farmed that person. I shouldn't have dropped that pallet. I should have done this better or or whatever. But uh, at the end of the day, we're playing Dead by Daylight. And what are we actually playing for? Right? (laughs) You got blood blood points. points? Yeah. (laughs) How do do you uh, how do you like to spend your blood points these days? Are you working on any prestiges or anybody? Uh, Well, the first person that I ever prestiged was Nia, obviously. Obviously. Um, And then I went to Fang. I did Michaela. Um, Mm -hmm. I've got those three at P or prestige three. Um, Now I'm working on your baby girl Zarina. Oh, heck yeah. It's 
just to say, I guess that, you know, I don't really like P3ing my characters. It's more so like a flex of like, hey, this is how mm-hmm. much I've played. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there is the there is the satisfaction. I do feel that with prestiging the characters to have more of an incentive to do so because the mm-hmm. bloody cosmetics, it's they're just their basic cosmetics with blood on them. I feel that uh, with the level of prestige, it gives you like the option to add blood to other cosmetics like uh for example mm-hmm. my current nia fit uh right now would look absolutely amazing with a little bit of blood spatter on it <laughs> oh yeah i never thought about that that's a good call I so like it's that. just like more i think like to have that more like cosmetic <clears throat> in- incentives for you know people like you and myself that uh you know love to jazz up our characters make them look fancy would be worth prestiging characters but it's just mm-hmm. it's i've committed so far into prestiging my characters i got most of them at p2 and it's just like now it's in my head i just like i, I gotta commit like cosmetics mm-hmm. or not it's, yeah but getting all those seven pages of perks on everybody that's a, that's a lot of grinding it is as, as you know <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah uh it, it's over eight million blood points is what it takes to get mm-hmm. from level one to having every perk on one survivor (laughs) it's so crazy (laughs) have you seen any of the broken cosmetics out there because you know that they have a lot of like um like the cursed gerald gerald is that's who i was gonna bring up (laughs) gerald's like it's so weird that's if anybody's listening going what's gerald so uh cheryl from the um the silent hill chapter was the original character who came out and the the male character they released a few months ago What's his name? James? Yeah, James. James. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not too familiar with Silent Hill. Uh, that's why I'm like, I'm so like, anyway, um, you can take James's cosmetic as it's a set. So you can't mix and match James's cosmetics with Cheryl's. But there's a way you can do it in the game where you can break the cosmetic and put James's head on Cheryl's body. <laughs> and you get James's arms. And it's it's a beautiful nightmare. It's a beautiful it's, nightmare. <laughs> so weird and like and it and i guess the voice lines depend on the head that you have so mm-hmm. it's like yeah. you see cheryl's body with james's head and james's screams and stuff it's so weird let's not forget the arms that's what's like let's not forget the arms got these <laughs> yeah. big jacked arms with this little tiny body it's just it's, like, what? like what it's it's so funny oh man linked cosmetics i wish they would remove that from like the original <laughs> survivors mm-hmm. i mean it uh being on console uh it's i can't i can break outfits um mm. i think my favorite broken outfit had to be the graffiti uh the graffiti nia so like the the poncho and the spray cans and the face mask red hair oh, yeah. um i was able to break that with uh the I believe it was the green bob and then the tartan skirt. So I had a hollow torso and I had okay. that for, for quite some time. And I was so proud of that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. For original characters, I definitely don't think that the costume should be linked or mm-hmm. like cosmetics should be linked. Um, they are easy enough to break if you know what you're doing, but it's, I feel that there would be a lot more, uh, not so much as like a lump sum of like, money being made but more money being made if we had the options to choose our aesthetics for like the unlicensed characters because mm-hmm. like we've seen tiktoks where like some of the broken outfits are really heckin' cute and it's just like oh, why, yeah. why, like why can't i want to have that with minimal effort but that's <laughs> yeah. like i guess that's just me being you know a uh, survivor entitled survivor main sorry 
Exactly. Exactly. Pesky entitled survivor main. I know. Um, another question people like to talk about in the community in general is just like, is there a licensed chapter you want to see in DVD? Like some killer or survivors or, or both you that are not in the game yet that's on your wish list? Springtrap and Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh my gosh. You're one of those people? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just want okay, to okay. others. Um, honestly, no. No. Um, no. It's uh, maybe... No. No. Maybe no. <laughs> I can't Maybe think of anything. No. I don't know that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always tell people my my wish list is uh Sam and Dean from Supernatural. I don't know if you ever watched Supernatural, but uh I've I've I watched enough that I know what you're talking about. So Yeah. They're cool characters. And I think they'd be amazing. Like survivor only chapter. I think that'd be cool. But uh, you know, their series ended three, four, five years ago, so but mm. yeah, who knows? You never know. Um, I mean, in terms of like, I guess it could be a licensed character. It could also be like a non-licensed character is a like a vampire character. So yeah. like uh, his uh, his secondary attack will uh, obviously have like a cooldown like all secondary attacks do. Um, but like when you get attacked, um, it's kind of like the trickster gauge or like the pinhead gauge. Um, mm-hmm. And if you like get bitten, you... Uh, your health like slowly goes down in like a circle before you get to bro- uh, the injured and dying. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I would love to see is like a space chapter. <laughs> oh, space, really? Yeah, with like anti like with anti like gravity like hexes or something like that. No and, way. Like, more importantly, spacesuits for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're going like, out outer space, y'all. Yeah, and have like you know an into like a international spaceship or like you know a, or even like a planetary kind of feel yeah. to it. So mm-hmm. maybe that could be like an alien uh, chapter. Yeah. Oh, totally. So, yeah. So I guess we found out my licensed chapter that I want. Hey, there aliens. you go. <laughs> 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 That's what Kyle said when I did his interview. So. I like that. That's a good idea. Behavior, if you're listening, better be taking notes. And in there, the xenomorphs. We need the xenomorph. It's true. And the cool thing is, like they said, that when it comes to licensed content, you can make any suggestion. And they said they've already like talked about it. And who knows what they're planning for the future? But I, I guess it all boils down to like licensing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that you know, since they took the Stranger Things chapter away from us, um, and you know, Hawkins, you know, make up for it with you know. Sp- Space galaxy <laughs> stuff like. <laughs> Give us a Star Wars chapter. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Here's one thing: uh, changing gear, changing gears again. One thing we, you and me, don't talk about really is like media that you consume in terms of like movies and TV shows. What's a if you're firing up Netflix? What are what are you looking for? What do you have any go tos? Psychological horror, um, yeah. uh, anime, um, stuff that like really keeps you intrigued. Um, mm-hmm. it's, I'm not a big media consumer other than music um, mm-hmm. or video games. It, but if I am sitting down to watch something like psychological horror, something that's going to keep me uh, intrigued, something that's going to, you know, like kind of, you know, mess up my psyche for a bit and, you know, think about <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, you, you ever watch true crime documentaries? Uh, I listen to true crime podcasts every night before I go to bed. Oh, really? I wow. do. Yeah. Nice. I've listened to like the popular ones like Serial and all that. Mm-hmm. They had a spinoff one. I, I can't remember the name of it, but I yeah, I dabbled in that stuff. W- what is it about true crime 
that you think attracts people to, to true crime? What do I think the reason people are attracted to true crime? It's just, I am, um, well, for me personally, I can't speak for, you know, the all the demographic that like listens or watches true crime is mm-hmm. understanding like the, trying to understand like the psychology of why killers are or become the way that they do like what events led up mm. to them both killing people yeah and yeah. so and this like psychology of that fascinates me i'm very yeah. i'm very fascinated by like how the human mind works mm-hmm. yeah that's true i think that's a good point uh yeah I uh, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and Sarah's got like her tablet watching some true crime stuff. And I, I think that's why I sometimes have weird nightmares at night. It's like my brain is listening to, you know, that, that TikTok meme, you know, he, he cut off her arms, he cut off her legs, he cut off her, her... legs were cut off. Her arms were cut <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, that <laughs> one. You're like, yeah, give me the next episode. What happens in the next one? And you're like, oh my gosh, it's a person that it's it's funny. Like <laughs> yeah, murder's hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like rink, rink, rink. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the one downside of like obviously listening to true crime before bed. I mean, you do have these like not so much for, for me personally, like I don't have nightmares per se. I just wake up mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, I'm just like what yeah like why <laughs> and i was like oh right it's because it's because i listen to murder before i go to bed okay there you go <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious um but yeah i just i i just really wanted to thank you for for coming on to the podcast and because i i thought it'd be a really interesting perspective to talk to the person i play this game with the most and mm-hmm. uh um that's a conversation that that'll be very unique like Everybody I've talked to has brought really interesting perspective to the game and mm-hmm. the community and just just life in general. So um, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming on. Or like a small streamer, or what? Or you just play the game? It's as as you said, it's in, it's good to have different perspectives of like different players in this kitty and like bringing mm-hmm. their voices to to the world. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and I want people like I've had people come into my Twitch stream and and be like. Um, Hey, I listen to your podcasts, and now, now when they listen to this podcast, they'll have more context for when we're playing games together and when you're in chat, and they'll say, "Hey, you're you're only Des." <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. All right, well, um, I guess we can start to to wrap it up. But like, is there anywhere people can find you online? Is it, do you do you want to put out your Twitch name, your your TikTok, any of that? Uh, well, uh, TikTok in terms of how much I actually use it, um, it's non-existent. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, just just you know, if you want to have a good time for whenever I do stream, once every two blue moons, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you can find me at Only Desk. Um, I would love to see you guys there if you decide to, you know, show up when I do decide to stream. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this will be the incentive for me to stream more. You never know. Yes, do it. <laughs> just, just do it. Just do it. I know, right? <laughs> it's just make really your so- dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let them be dreams. <laughs> It's just really yes. surreal that the fact that this was like an on-running joke for like three months, and then you, when you asked me to like be legitimately on your podcast, I was freaking yeah. out. And it's just oh, <laughs> yeah, and thank you so much for doing it because like I know that that you know we we talked a little bit earlier about um, having anxiety about even just doing this because like it affects you so much that like you don't want to be like 
in voice comms while I'm streaming, right? So mm-hmm. well, and um, also it's your content as well, and like I don't want to infringe on that, but like uh, having those live callouts are are nice. Mm-hmm. So because yeah. whenever I'm watching you, I'm on my phone or my laptop, and there's about a minute delay, and so if you're telling oh, me right. to do something, I don't hear till a minute later. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Des, come get me. Nobody's coming. And I die on hook. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right well i had a freaking blast um thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate it i'll be putting it up as soon as i can and it's going to be a nice big surprise for our friends who have no idea we're doing this so exactly just because a bunch of people were asking me like what are you doing what are you doing today because like today Mm -hmm. is my birthday yeah (laughs) yeah i didn't know if you wanted to talk about it but happy birthday Thank you. Thank you. So people were asking me just like, so what are you doing tonight? I'm like, oh, no, not, nothing, nothing, nothing <laughs> suspicious. So you're just, 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 just hanging out. Just hanging out. <laughs> doing the usual thing. Being yeah, on, doing desk things. Doing desk things on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I love you. I adore you. You're dear friends. I adore you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I appreciate your, your existence. Yes, I appreciate your existence. <laughs> you're your family to me. And mm-hmm. um, you know, you you influence so much of what I do on this in this space. And um I really appreciate that. So mm-hmm. yeah. If you made it to the end of this interview, thanks for hanging out. Um, I really, really appreciate it. I'm always working on getting more interviews. And if you, I've received some like suggestions some people have sent me private messages saying hey get this person get this person so i'm always working on getting people and uh yeah des and me were talking a couple days ago i was like yo you should be on my podcast let's talk and you're like yeah let's do it i'm like okay when you're like what (laughs) (laughs) completely blindsided (laughs) yeah all right we're gonna sign off here Des, say good night to everybody and good day, good afternoon, whatever you want to say. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for tuning in to the Red Ring podcast and we'll see you next episode. <laughs> yeah, I might throw that at the end of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.